0: Welcome to another episode of Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. I'm Teresa Malito-Connors, a PhD-level self-care expert in the greater Boston area with a passion for helping others recognize the importance of caring for themselves. Before we dive into the conversation today with our special guest, I wanted to take a moment to stress the importance of self-care and really developing the skills to care for yourself. Self-care is not selfish. It is not a luxury. This is how we survive, especially now with all these crazy things going on in the world and we're still navigating a global pandemic. So I want to talk briefly about what happens in your body when you experience stress. And when you practice really good foundational self-care in a consistent way, you know, it's not going to make stress go away, but you will change how you react to stress. So the body is equipped with this really neat alarm system, essentially. And if you're being threatened in any way or you're under attack or being chased by a bear in the woods, you want that alarm system to go off. That is our sympathetic nervous system, our stress response, or you may know it as fight or flight so when we're in a state of fight or flight our breathing rate increases our blood pressure our heart rate our blood sugar our adrenaline we're ready to go so you can get yourself to safety but when you're in that heightened state you are not able to think clearly or concentrate or be creative your immune system functionality suffers and your digestive system so it's not a great place to be in if you are not actively being threatened So what happens when you're not taking care of yourself is you can get stuck in a heightened state of fight or flight. So where we want to be is the opposite of that. That is your parasympathetic nervous system or your rest and digest response, also known as your relaxation response. And when you're here, your breathing rate is decreased, your blood pressure, your heart rate, your blood sugar, your adrenaline, and your sensory awareness And now you're able to think clearly and concentrate and be creative and your bodily functions like immune system and digestion all function properly. And one of the easiest, quickest, most effective ways to activate your rest and digest response is through deep breathing exercises. So very basic. It doesn't have to be fancy. Let's do a little bit together right now. So if it's comfortable and safe for you to do so, I invite you to sit up in your chair or sit up in a chair. And again, if it, this feels good, maybe place one hand on your chest and one on your belly. And you're going to take a big deep breath in through your nose and a long exhale. Exhale. That longer exhale is really what stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system to almost immediately bring a sense of calm over you. So let's do three rounds together. So we're gonna breathe in through the nose. And I really want you to fill that belly all the way. Brief pause and a long exhale. And on the exhale, make it longer than the inhale And empty that belly all the way so let's do it again in through the nose fill the belly all the way brief pause and a long exhale excellent let's do that one more time in through the nose fill the belly all the way brief pause and a long exhale so Play around with that. See how that feels. You may already feel a sense of calm just from those three deep breaths. It really doesn't have to get fancier than that. Doesn't, I mean, this is something you can literally do anywhere at any time. So it's a really good tool to keep in your toolkit and to fall back on regularly. So today, our guest is. Remy Collins. And I'm so excited to welcome Remy to the podcast. Remy is a 27 year old mama who has finally found her passion for life. Remy is the owner of the Hippie Bean Company, where she turned her hobby into a business. In addition, she has a two year old baby boy, her bean and the inspiration behind her business. And she has dealt with some serious challenges recently pertaining to the birth of her son, her mental health, and her sexual orientation. And she's very excited to share some of her journey with you today. Remy and I met recently as we were both part of the recent Entrepreneurship for All program, E4ALL for short, out of Lynn, Massachusetts. If you are a small business owner or someone with entrepreneurial dreams, I strongly encourage checking out the work of E for All or Entrepreneurship for All because they do amazing things for small businesses and helping to make dreams come true. So definitely check them out. They are a nationwide organization. But I'm thrilled to chat with Remy today and learn more about her journey. All right, Remy, welcome to the Dr. MC podcast. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here I'm thank excited. you for asking me to join of course and I did tell folks in the intro kind of how we met through e4all I want to give another plug for e4all for entrepreneurship for all if any small business owners or folks with entrepreneurial spirits are hearing this definitely look them up as I think they're nationwide exactly. the chills
1: that like I get from that program and general like it just it changed
0: my life completely Yeah, it was awesome. We made some great connections and continue to um, help grow our small businesses, which is so fun. And we're going to learn about Remy's business today, which is awesome. But first, Remy, how do you like to practice self-care? All right. So self-care for me has actually been
1: a journey. I feel like even brushing my teeth and like doing the small tasks were a really hard thing, especially becoming a mom, because everything takes over, you know? So I think my biggest thing with self-care is really taking a moment to myself and realizing that everything that I do in life can wait and it is okay for me to sit down and relax. It's okay for me to go on a joy ride and not have a destination. And I think that's just the biggest thing is just taking time to myself and realizing like how important that is. Um, And it's okay to take a long shower and, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and ask for help. I think asking for help is like the biggest thing, even like becoming a mom and like owning my own business. And I never asked for help before. And I think that's one thing that I learned recently that has helped a lot with my self-care.
0: Yeah. And I love that you highlighted like kind of basic things that we sometimes take for granted and that people don't always understand are part of self-care. Like taking a nice hot shower or brushing your teeth. Like these are basic things, but and they're small things, but they actually like, that's all part of it. Typically people are like, oh, you know, spa day or this or that. Like, sure. Like, that's great. But like, we're really talking about like basic fundamental functioning.
1: And even for like my attention span, I don't even think I could do a spa day. Like that's just <laughs> not enjoyable for me. Like that's not something that I like remotely so I think it's like for me it's realizing that it's really just okay to chill out and not be on the go 24 7 because I think it like I was a competitive figure skater growing up I always had like a very like strict schedule and but just small tasks for me like once I had my son were just so daunting Mm. and I realized that something that could take me two minutes would take me two hours to get done because I just, I sat there and I was like, I don't want to do it. And I felt like I didn't deserve it. Mm. And I think telling myself within the last couple of years, like I do deserve it. And like, if I see a shirt I like, I deserve that because I work hard for what I do and that I'm so giving, but it's okay to give back to myself.
0: Yes. So important. And I love how you highlighted the importance of asking for help. There's a lot of reasons why we don't ask for help, right? We don't like to be told no. We don't want to feel like we're a burden on somebody else, but you kind of have to ask for help Um, most certainly yeah so I'm glad that you've found opportunities and ways to feel comfortable doing that Um, one of my favorite authors who also writes about self-care Cheryl Richardson she talks about in her book kind of resigning from being the general manager of the universe where you have to like you know we want to just take on everything and just do everything but you have to step back and allow for help
1: Yep. And it's like a control thing for me. I think it was like I always felt like I needed if I didn't do it, then it wasn't gonna get done right. Mm,
0: exactly. So exactly. Asking
1: for help, like for me, it's simple things like you or even like I do pop-up events now. So asking my dad to simply come and help me set up the tent, I can do that by myself. But When I ask for help, I can get it done in half the amount of time. And my dad enjoys helping me, but I just never want it to be a burden on him. I think the burden thing, that's huge.
0: Yeah, no, that's great, and that's really important for folks listening too to to remember that. And it is about relinquishing that control for sure. And I struggle yep. with that too. It's like I'll just do it. I'll just do it I think it's just because we're
1: such powerful women, so it's like we feel that like we've worked so hard and that we know the way to do it. So it's like asking for help. It's like that fear of it. Of course, it's the fear of losing control, but it's the fear of not knowing the outcome of it. Mm. It's scary. It's scary yeah. to me.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And I've heard you talk because we've we've done a lot of work together in our E4All classes. And I've heard you talk yeah. about kind of how, you know, the last year or so or kind of since the pandemic really have been like very transformative for you. And I think it's important um, all the things that you've gone through and I'm so excited that you're willing to share. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? So 27 has by far been the best year of my life. I think 26 was the worst year of my life. So that was 2021. And it's not even that it was the worst year of my life. It was just so many transformations and so many changes in a way of, I had a one-year-old son to, and he is amazing. He's the happiest, beautiful soul. I've, I'm so blessed to have him in my life. And it's not unfortunately that I had him with his dad. His dad is a great person. It's just, we were definitely never meant to be together and it just happened so quickly it was very quick in our relationship we actually got pregnant within a month of being together it was our first time like it was honestly our first time of having intercourse together that we conceived Harrison so that within itself was daunting because we had to learn about each other while I was pregnant I later found out just recently that I was suffering from postpartum psychosis and postpartum depression And finding that out was, it was honestly revolutionary because it answered so many questions as to why I was, how I was while I was pregnant, because my hormones were so imbalanced. Mm -hmm. And it also answered to the questions as to why I grew such a hatred for his dad. And then throughout our relationship and like, while Harrison was getting older, it was just getting harder and harder. And I put my foot down two weeks before we were about to close on a house together. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, this isn't what I want. And I'm not happy at all. And that's literally what it was is just, I'm not happy. Mm. And how am I supposed to raise a child in a household if, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. So it's like, how am I supposed to be happy with my son if he's not happy? And then I also realized while I was with Rafe, I just was not very pleased with our like our sex life. And I think that's that's definitely not the most important thing in a relationship, but it was something that I just didn't want. I didn't enjoy being touched by him. I didn't enjoy his company. And it wasn't necessarily just him. It was more so that I realized I didn't want to be with a man. And then I actually started, I was friends with my girlfriend now, Gabrielle, for the last few years, and we started hanging out a little more, and then a little more turned into every day, and seeing how she was around me, and the care, and the love that she showed me, and the passion, and like, I've never shared so many interests with somebody, I've never felt a relationship was so easy. Like it was, I wake up in the morning and she's helping me do things. I, I'm walking down the street and she's looking across the street for me. It was just, I've never felt like it's the partnership. I've never had that. And I yeah. don't even think I really had that. I, I don't even think I had that sense of growing up with anybody the way that I've grown up with her in the last year. And it's just been eye opening and seeing her with Harrison. Like, it's hard to become a stepmom, you know. And <laughs> and within like a month, not even a month, my son is attached at her hip. I know that it's a lot for people. It was a lot for me. I just became a mom, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm a mom, and now I'm gay, and I moved out. I have my own apartment, and it was just, it was just so much that happened in one year. Yeah. So. it's it's nice to share my story. And like, it's cool to kind of sit here and like, look back at it, because I've realized how much I've grown from it. But then come December, I since I had such a rough year, I did some like reflecting on it, and looked at situations. And I was like, wow, something's definitely not right in my brain. Um, Like the way I was reacting to situations, and I realized my emotions could go from zero to 100. Like, I'm either really, really, really excited about something or I'm super, super angry about things. I lost a couple friends recently. Well, not recently, but like last year that I was like, damn, like why that happened? And then looking back on it, I really realized it was me. And that as hard as it was for me, it was crazy to sit there and realize it, I guess. And then everything that was going on with Gabby and I, like we had a great relationship, but some days it wasn't going good. And the reason why it wasn't going good was because I wasn't in the right state of mind. So I actually reached out to a therapist and I got in touch with him and he did an evaluation on me. And I realized that I'm bipolar type one. So with bipolar type one, I have longer episodes of mania and then I have shorter episodes of depression. It's not that it's just like, oh, I'm happy, manic. It's like I'm frantically up for like three days in a row. I'm rushing around. I can't get my mind straight or I'm just, I'm on the go and I'm super risky in a way of like, oh, let's go, let's go get drunk and let's get annihilated. And (laughs) Then the next day I'm like, oh no, oh no. And it starts to go down and it starts to go further down. And then it just hits absolute rock bottom of the depression and where I'm sitting there and I start having suicidal thoughts. I sit there and contemplate everything that I'm doing and I just sit there and I think I could cry for days and it feels like it's the lowest day of my life. And then I get back to normal. So it was like, that's been happening my whole life. Mm. And sitting there and having somebody tell you that you're bipolar type one as a 27 year old mom, it's a little scary, Sure. especially because you're like, oh, this is nice that I have answers. But now it opens all these doors to sitting there and like, I've done my best to not make excuses for my mental illness but instead of things that will help my mental illness. And I think it, finding out that I was bipolar type one, it's given me so many answers as to why I've reacted the way I have in life or why I am who I am.
0: Yeah. Well, first off for me, I want to say how incredibly brave you are to share your story. And thank you for that. There's definitely like to think that that has been like your last, just like year or so. Right. Like, yeah. that's just so much literally to like, 2021. Yeah, my goodness. So I just I think it's so important for you and being willing to be vulnerable and open will help other people like we don't know, there could be somebody that just heard your story that is like, wow, like, I've been experiencing something like that or, you know, that could be Oh, certainly. Me. So I think that's really important. So thank you again for that.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. It, I wouldn't have done the research and like gone to the therapist if it wasn't for TikTok. I really? sat there. Yes. So it was like, obviously we do our random scrolling through TikTok and everything, but it was this one video that popped up and it was this girl talking about how she was having a manic episode. And I sat there and I was like, Hmm, that kind of sounds like how I react to situations. And then I did a little more research on her page because she has a whole page on being bipolar type one. And I was like, that's my twin. And I'm like, wow, that's what it was exciting to like see it and be like, oh, maybe that's what's wrong. But then it was really scary because when I was talking to the therapist after he diagnosed me and we were talking about all of the medications I was on my whole life, they always told me I had anxiety mm-hmm. and that I always had depression and I had chronic mood swings. And so with that, they put me in all of these SSRIs. Mm-hmm. And when you're bipolar and you get an SSRI, it ends up by doing the complete opposite to your little noggin. And so every time I was on these, it was either causing me to be extremely depressed into literally almost killing myself a couple of times. Back in 2015, I, I mean, 2018, I actually admitted myself into the hospital because I was not okay. Mm. And it was because I was on Selexa. And it did the complete opposite for my brain. Instead of making me depressed, it made me worse. And then there was other ones that they, and they always tell you there's a black box label that, you know, you're taking a risk of taking these medicines, but you should take them because this is going to help you. When in reality, I wasn't doing the precautions in my life as well as taking the medication.
0: Mm,
1: I wasn't going to therapy. I wasn't. I wasn't eating correctly. I wasn't working out anymore. And as I said, I was a very active child. So going from being so active to doing nothing, that's a lot on me. So I realized throughout the years, I started picking up cycling. I do that with my sister, actually. Um, I was going regularly right after I had Harry. I ended up by losing a lot of weight. Um, It was very helpful because I gained so much weight when I was pregnant. It was just... A lot in the last couple of years yeah, of like sure. just realizing yeah. who I am and that's why 2022 being 27 I'm like this is the best year of my life but it's wow. because I've come into who I am and I've I have the right people around me now who have the same like that I align with I think it's aligning with the others that I'm around that's been so big for me.
0: Absolutely. That relationship domain is very important for self-care. Oh. And that goes beyond, you know, like intimate relationships. We're not just talking about that. Or, no, you know, exactly. Friends and just people, having people that support you. And and
1: I think one of the biggest things even that you and I have talked about that you bring up all the time is boundaries. Mm-hmm. I've never had boundaries and having my own child, I had to form those boundaries even with my own parents and like in a way of realizing that, I've needed to find self-validation within myself instead of calling them and telling them everything that I'm doing or asking them every decision that I'm making, because I felt like I had to do that my whole life Hmm. that now I'm like, well, now what do I do? So it's, I've had to figure it out myself and it's been the best thing that I've ever done.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, you're really, you know, you're, I don't know, really coming into your own. And I think that's awesome. And I hope that, you know, twenty-seven has been such an awesome year. I hope twenty-eight is even better and twenty-nine and thirty and like every year just keeps getting better and better. Most certainly. Awesome. Are you feeling like now that you are receiving the right treatment to help you with this recent diagnosis?
1: So since I've become bipolar and everything, I actually did the E for All program. There was definitely some days that were really, really hard for me because it's just a really stressful thing to do. And then in February, I, I've been a bartender and a server for the last 10 years, and I actually got fired from my job. And I got fired because I was told that I wasn't the right fit for their Mm -hmm. bar. And for me at first, I felt like my life was crashing around me and I was like, what am I going to do? How are we going to afford this? How are we going to do this? And my girlfriend was nothing but supportive. She's helped me so much. And she let me sit there and put the time into my business, my small business. And with that, I have been able to grow my small business so much to the point where I'm making just as much money doing my business as I was as a bartender. So it was like, (laughs) everything turns around as long as you put the time and the effort into it. And now I can actually say for a consecutive month now, I haven't had any episodes of mania and I haven't had any episodes of depression. And I put that like I honestly put that towards the fact that I'm not in the restaurant industry anymore. Mm, it's the, sure. it's so hard. And it's like doing it for 10 years of like talking to people and like listening to all of their like complaints and just <laughs> negativity and the go, go, go of being in a restaurant. It's nice to like sit there and just tie dye when I want and yeah. do pop-ups And just being around others like you, you know, I met you from the entrepreneurship program and I've met so many other like vendors. It's all aligned. Like we all have the same passions. Like we all appreciate. And like, I've just never felt like such a, a community and a family. That's awesome.
0: And that's, it's crazy. (laughs) Oh, and that's supporting you in managing your mental health. And I think that's really an important piece to highlight that you are now kind of in alignment with your true purpose. Like you're yep. finally able to be Remy and all certainly. the pieces that go with that. And I think that that's really important because a lot of what you're describing, like this is hard stuff, like becoming a mom without balancing you know questioning your sexuality and like balancing mental health issues like it's hard under like more I don't know typical circumstances so I mean
1: it doesn't even make it easier either I had Harry like I had Harry and then four months later COVID happened Mm. so it was like I had this support because I was going to mom's groups but then mom's groups ended because COVID hit and then even at mom's groups, I had a couple of mom friends that were great and they're so nice and I love them so much. Like shout out to my girl, Hannah. That's my best friend. A one day one, like Anna Jake's best mom's groups out there, too. But without those mom's groups, I wouldn't have met Hannah. And then without those mom's groups, I wouldn't have sat there and realized that I sat in a room sometimes around all of these women that they were married They Mm. had houses of their own, but a lot of them were older than me. And that was really hard. And I compared myself to them because I felt like I was like, why aren't I? Well, I have a baby. I should be there too. But I shouldn't have been. And I'm so happy that I wasn't because now I'm in an amazing relationship where I'm actually happy. I have a beautiful child who has two amazing supportive parents. And like, although Rafe, and I aren't together he's still a good dad like he's still there for a son and I I mean I shouldn't have to thank him for being a good dad but like I thank him for being a good
0: dad that's awesome well that's important and that'll be important to your little bean as he gets older too for sure exactly and I'm sure you know there's a version of your story where you could have shoehorned yourself into that kind of mold and you could have tried to fit that and then you'd probably be miserable and right. That well, that's what
1: I, yeah. exactly. I mean, I tried to, like, we tried to get a house and everything. And I sat there and I was like, this isn't what I want. Like, that was like a 30 year mortgage. <laughs> I'm like 30 years of sitting here <laughs> and not being happy. Like,
0: that is what a am long I going to do?
1: <laughs> right. What am I going to do? Like, and there was no way I would be able to afford that by myself. No way he would be able to
0: afford it by himself. So it was
1: just like, I was going to be stuck. And I was so sick of feeling stuck.
0: Yeah. No, good for you. It's amazing. Are you looking for exciting, engaging, and useful professional development and workshops for your school, business, or organization? Well, look no further. Dr. MC offers a variety of options and topics related to self-care and renewal, trauma recovery, building resilience, developing a growth mindset, stress management, and more. Completely customizable to fit every need. And coming soon is a new program to help high school students manage the challenges they are facing today and the increasing concerns around mental health. Visit drmcselfcare.com to learn more and request a session. So I want to talk about, we're going to shift to your small business for a second. So let's talk about the Hippie Bean Co. and what that means and why you started it and what it's all about. All right. So the Hippie Bean Company
1: actually started... In May of 2020, my son was five months old at the time and I lost my job at the beginning of March because I was in the restaurant industry and all the restaurants shut down on March 16th. I was home, uh, Rafe was home with me and it was Harry and Harry was napping three times a day at that time. The weather was starting to get nice, so I obviously wanted to be outside more I'm a super sun child, like I'll be outside barefoot, like staring at the sun all day if I could. There's Nothing wrong with that. It's a great
0: self-care technique. (laughs) Oh,
1: most certainly. And uh, it's grounding, like that grounds me all the way. Absolutely. And I was like, what am I going to do? I love arts and crafts. So I was trying to like, I started bejeweling things. I started like making shorts for myself. And then I got a tie-dye kit because it was like on sale and it was this huge tie-dye kit so I found everything white in my house (laughs) including Harry's clothes and then I started tie-dyeing and I was like oh my gosh these are so cool and so then I put Harry in one of the rompers that I made him I posted it online and everybody's like where did you get that and I had like a pretty good mom's community on like my Instagram and stuff. And so some of them were like, oh my God, could we give you something to make? Or like, could you make a romper for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I made a couple for my friends. And then I was like, honestly, I could probably start a business with this. I sat there and tried to think of like a million names, like business names to do. And my son's nickname is Bean. And then I was like, hippie, tie-dye, like, goes together and I was like the hippie bean I was like the hippie bean that sounds pretty cool like <laughs> why not so we did the hippie bean I didn't even have a logo for like the first like three months of me doing it um and my first launch I did 20 baby rompers I did all various sizes I posted them online and uh 20 minutes later I sold out of all of them
0: That's awesome. it was
1: so cool I was like something that I enjoyed doing something that didn't really take much time for me because I enjoyed doing it and now all these people are like rocking cool tie-dye I was like, That's I love awesome. this like and then it was crazy because then tie-dye actually got cool that summer um <laughs> I've always been like a tie-dye child I've always loved tie-dye I've just I think I'm a 70s girl at heart like I was definitely supposed to be in the 70s um so the fact that I get to share like my craft and my love and my colors is so cool.
0: That's awesome. And it's probably, you know, it's a creative outlet for you, which is again exactly. like having those, uh, you know, creative outlets is another great way to like soothe and just like feel good about yourself. So I love it. Right. And you mentioned being a competitive skater. Do you still skate? Like for fun? So
1: I actually went skating a couple months ago. I wanted to bring Harry and I didn't even know that like the rink that we went to didn't rent skates. So I was like, well, we're here. So mama's going to get on the ice. <laughs> so luckily my little feet have never grown. So I can still fit in my skates from when I was 14 years old. Oh my God. Um, Cause that was actually the last time I skated was when I was 14. It just reached a point that... It was competitive. I skated a lot. I was skating six days a week. I was skating 45 minutes away from the house. Mm. I would never brag, but I was really good. My parents definitely got the money's worth of it. Um, Very expensive sport. But it was something that my parents wanted a lot more than I wanted. They never meant to, but they took the passion away from me by making it so hard Mm. and they were so hard on me. My coaches were so hard on me and I'm a hard shell, but on the inside I'm very sensitive and it was too much for me. It was too much pressure and it got to the point where I was doing, I was the only skater on the ice. So it's all about me. It's great. I love it. But, and I like being the center of attention sometimes, but I never did a team sport and I wanted to do cheerleading. And cheerleading and figure skating, yeah, they coincide a little bit with, like, choreography and stuff. But, like, the team effort of it, I've never had that. Mm. So, like, being able to do cheerleading, like, I was like, this is so cool. Like, I'm going to have all these cheerleading friends. I'm going to do all these things. And, yeah, it was fun and everything. But you don't realize how <laughs> how crazy people are in high school and how mean people are <laughs> in high school. It's so crazy.
0: <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. But.
1: It was something that I would have never experienced because I was going to be homeschooled when it came to high school. We were like going to finish out eighth grade and then I was about to start homeschool. So it was either homeschool or and keep figure skating or go to high school and actually be a kid for once. And I never had that. I didn't get to go to kids birthday parties. I didn't get to go to sleepovers. My parents never let me do like skiing or snowboarding or any fun things like that because. What if I got hurt? Then that's my whole skating career out the window, all their money out the window. Mm. So I wanted to experience being a kid. Yeah. (laughs) And I got to do that, you know, and I I got to be a cheerleader. I got to have fun. I got to get concussions. I got to be a flyer. (laughs) Like I got all of it. I got all the, the high school experience. Like I, I loved being in high school. It wasn't a bad thing for me. I didn't get into doing drugs. I didn't do any of like drinking, anything like that. I was a pretty straight and narrow kid. Um, But I suffered from like depression and things back then, but I just didn't really know what it was because it wasn't really that I was sad all the time. I was having bipolar episodes. I would be really angry and then I would be really excited and I just didn't get it.
0: You know, probably just got masked as like being a, moody teenager like it did (laughs) it totally did
1: and and like even even when I got diagnosed last year my mom even looked my mom called me and she was like well we all knew that that that's what it was or that's you've always been like that you know and I sat there and I was kind of sad because I was like well I wish like maybe you got the help that I needed or Maybe you could have said something to the doctor of saying, like, you know, I think this might not be right. Mm. And I think it was just scary for her and that she didn't want to overstep her boundaries either of saying, well, I think this is what it is. And then dealing with me being a teenager of being like, no, you know, yeah, the hippie bean company has changed my life and more ways that you could ever imagine, obviously the financial part of it, but more so the making me productive in a good, positive way.
0: That's awesome. And we're going to make sure folks know how to find you too at the end, but I want to know, you know, being an entrepreneur and you're doing pop-ups all over the place now and vending and like doing so many amazing things and you are a very dedicated mama. So how do you balance being an entrepreneur, and being a mom? A lot of it
1: is really just time management and just really sitting there and putting the time aside for everything. So I use my calendar a lot. I do have a planner that's helped me immensely. And shout out to Rosemary, one of my mentors, who has gotten me so strict with my calendar. I was really just winging things. And when I was winging things, that's when my mania would really pop up a lot Mm. so I think with becoming a mom and doing my business Harry was napping a lot before so then it was like once his nap started dwindling down I was like oh no like what do I do it's fortunate but unfortunate I live in a two-bedroom apartment so my whole living room is basically my where I my space that I work in Um, but it's also Harry's space that he plays in So we do a lot of things together. He's been very helpful lately. His new words are me help me help. So he loves helping his mama. (laughs) So he always helps me rinse our tie dye. And he loves to help me like wash all the tie dye. And he loves it now. And now that he's talking a lot more, he looks right at my logo and he's like, bean, bean. (laughs) So it's, it's just exciting to see how he is starting to love my business as well.
0: I think and the colors really cool.
1: like, yeah, and it's just like it's a I think that's what's awesome about my business. though, too, is that it's a fun activity that I get to do at home with my son because I am a stay at home mom and it's made it available for me to continue to stay home with him until yeah. he starts school.
0: No, I think it's awesome. To do that, I mean, I think back to you're fostering that entrepreneurial spirit in in your being too, because he's getting to see like Mama doing this and me help and exactly. I love that. And when I think back to you know, you know how Remy knows my mom and how close we, we are. We love Anna, <laughs> and Shout how close Mama. we are, and. You know, I can remember back in the day when my mom was doing like art shows and craft shows and different things like I was right there next to her like she'd be painting her things I'd be sitting there like making jewelry and then it was a great side hustle for me like all through high school I would do the craft shows with my mom and like make extra money and it was awesome and it was a great bonding experience and it was a great just good experience all around. Like I love when like you can bring the kids into it. So I think that that is amazing.
1: And we have to talk about that. Like your relationship with your mom, I love you and your mom's relationship. (laughs) I strive for that. Like, that's what I always, when I found out that I was pregnant, I was in a really, really weird state of mind. I was drinking a lot. I really wasn't taking care of myself. I was working like 80 hours a week Mm. and it was just way, way, way too much for myself. So then getting pregnant, it made me like take a step back because obviously I had to stop drinking. I had to stop smoking cigarettes. I had to cut down my hours a little bit. I was still working a lot, but I loved to work. So it was really hard. And then like after having Harry and you have to take time off for maternity leave, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do at home with a baby? But what do you mean? What are you going to do? What aren't you going to do? Like, I loved being home with Harry. It was so amazing. And then it was like the day that it came that I had to go back to work. I was like, oh no, Mm. like this is horrible. Like it was horrible. So it was nice that I was able to find a job that I was able to only work three nights a week, but and stay home with my son the other days and nights, but then I had no me time
0: Mm.
1: and now that Harrison's dad and I aren't together. I have, I think it's like two or three nights a week that I don't have Harrison. And so like, those are my nights that I either like really focus on the hippie bean or I go out for dinner with my girlfriend and I hang out with my friends. I go for a walk. I go to the beach. I love going to Rye Beach. That's my favorite beach in the whole entire world. Now that the weather's getting nice, I will literally just go and sit on the wall and watch the ocean. Like, It's just taking the time of realizing that I don't need to drink, I don't need to smoke, I don't need to do bad things when I don't have my son to have fun.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm very close to my mom. Folks know that. Yeah, and no, we, and I love that. <laughs> well, you know what though? Like she, I don't know. We uh, open communication. Like we've never. Yep you know I'm not gonna lie like there's definitely been moments where it's like you know I don't even know the right word like challenges like you there obstacles course. and whatnot like things haven't been like hearts and flowers like every moment of every day but no there's always communication like I know no matter what she's got my back like no matter exactly. what <laughs> and always
1: Communication's has huge yeah. and it's like what what I see with you and your mom it's like you guys have it's a respect Mm -hmm. and I think that's like one thing that I have made sure that Harrison and I have is a respect boundary between the two of us and he knows and he absolutely adores me and I cherish every moment of him adoring me but it's I built that. Like I made sure that he did adore me in a way of that. He looks at, he looks up to me and that I am his happiness and I'm his home. Mm. Like when he started talking, my son actually was a little delayed with speech and it was really hard for me because I was like, I do everything I can to make sure that I'm doing everything right. Like, um, when, even when he was a baby, I was, I did a lot of sign language with him. So he did do a lot of sign language for a long time and that's great, but it gets to a point where like, bro, you gotta talk, like <laughs> you, you gotta do something, you know what I mean? Give me something. And that was really stressful for me. Cause I was like, what am I doing wrong? Mm. Well, come to find out my poor son, he kept having chronic ear infections, had so much fluid in his ears and ended up by having to get tubes. So then now that he's had those tubes, he's talking so much more. And like we drive into the, like even just pulling into my street now, me home, my Mm -hmm. home. And like the fact that he calls my house, his home is just heartwarming within itself. I love that. I love it. It makes me so happy. I'm so happy that I'm able to give him the stability that maybe either I lacked in life or even just the stability that I know that he needs and he loves to be lovey and like cuddly. And I'm so lucky for that. But I look back on it. It's because I gave him all of the love that I could ever
0: give. Yeah. And you're going to keep doing that. Exactly. Cause it's so <laughs> the rest so of easy. your life for me.
1: <laughs> but it's so easy. Like, and I'm sure if you, like, even with your mom, like I've talked to your mom a few times about like, how much love i have for harrison and i'm like i don't know like i, I it's crazy to me like the bonds that you guys have but i feel like the bond that you guys have that's going to be me and harry yeah you know and i i pray for that you know
0: yeah no thank you it's we definitely have a special relationship that i do not take for granted ever that's awesome at all you guys are so lucky <laughs> the two of you well like i said though we can in another podcast episode, I'll we'll have to get my mom on here. I'll we'll have to tell some of the stories of uh, when it We're maybe wasn't. It was yeah. <laughs> my husband's reminding me about wedding planning. Yeah, that wasn't that got a little dicey. Just it's just yeah. a lot of emotions, and uh, exactly we got through it. I mean, we always do in that communication and that respect. And you know, I know she loves like it's unconditional love both ways. And like, I
1: think that she realizes how like even your differences she loves that about you, you know? And I think that that might've been one thing that I have struggled with is that my parents, um, my sister is super, super successful. I'm not saying that I'm not successful, but we're successful in different ways. My sister is younger than me. She was straight A student, valedictorian. She's an RN. She only did a three-year college, um, thing. She was in a, she was previously in a six-year relationship, like, Everything was everything that my sister did. I felt like was just God's gift, mm. and I feel like it took my parents to see me become a mother, to watch me grow my business, for them to have that respect for me, to realize that we both are very successful, but in our own ways, and sure. that's okay. And yeah. it's okay to be different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's so much like we could talk. I know it's so much stuff. <laughs> so much it's to unpack so here. <laughs> So I want to I ask you one more question. I'm just wondering, you know, if anybody's hearing this and maybe maybe it's resonating with them for whatever reason, they're feeling like, you know, they've experienced something similar. And so if anybody's struggling with any of the things you've mentioned, what advice would you give to someone to kind of help them find their way? Ask for help, literally, like going back
1: to the beginning, it's OK to ask for help especially when you feel like you're struggling or even when you're not struggling and you might just need somebody there. Um, I think communication is huge. Mm. Something that I've lacked. I let things build up within myself and I waited until that last minute when I'm about to burst to talk to somebody and it's okay to talk about your feelings and your feelings are just as valid as anybody else's and to not downplay your feelings.
0: A hundred percent. All feelings are valid. And I think we're yep. going to, I think we're going to title this episode, ask for help because we, it seems to be a, a theme throughout. I loved it. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. I think that isn't really important advice and for people to remember. You don't have to do this alone. You can ask for help, reach out, get right. support. It may look different. Your support may look different than what Remy, Remy support, but it's important. So thank you. Most certainly. And last, but certainly not least, where can folks find you? We need to get everybody in some all tie right, dye. Right.
1: <laughs> so, all right. So for actually the rest of the summer up until October, I will be at the Amesbury Farmers Market um, every Wednesday from three to seven. It's at the Bear Wolf Brewery um, in Amesbury, Mass. Super fun, super dog friendly, kid friendly. Um, there's a lot of vendors there as well. Um, and as for social media, I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram at the hippie bean co. Um, and then I also have my website, um, at www.thehippiebeanco.com. Um, and I am starting to do parties and events soon. Um, right. and I'm actually going to be doing a event at bear wolf brewery coming up. I don't have an exact date, um, that people will be able to come and I can teach you how to tie-dye.
0: Fun. But that'll be when those details are ready, you'll I'm sure be sharing them on social media and your website. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So follow me on my Instagram. That's my most active um social media. Everything that I share on my Instagram goes to my Facebook, but Instagram's definitely where it's at. That's where I started and that's probably where I'll continue to post
0: the most. Awesome. And are you still doing TikTok? I know at one point you were. I do. To do yeah,
1: some reels. I do do TikTok. I actually, um, I have some TikTok videos that I have to post. Um, I've been, I kind of veered away from using TikTok the last couple weeks, just because I, I get glued to my phone and I to don't stop. <laughs> it's a lot, and it's a lot to edit, and just a lot of time. I love making videos, but, um. I've been doing a lot of reels, and I've actually had a lot of success with those. On Instagram, so they were a if lot you of have fun. a small business, yeah, and if you have a small business, reels all the way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure all that information and some other resources that we've mentioned are in the episode notes for today's conversation. But thank you so much, Remy, for your willingness to be a guest today and to share your beautiful journey and being willing to be so vulnerable um, in hopes of, you know, helping other people. I love it.
1: I appreciate you so much for having me and letting me share my story because I feel like it, a lot of people can resonate with at least some parts of it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, thank
0: you so much. My goodness, that episode it was jam-packed with so much good information. And I really do think Remy is so brave for being willing to share her story and being so vulnerable. And I just want to highlight quickly, if you are struggling in any way, please reach out for help. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do this by yourself. Like there is help available for you. So you may want to start working with a therapist and just take that first step and ask for help. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to rate us and review us on your preferred player. The ratings help us grow and share the message of self-care. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out by emailing podcast at drmcselfcare.com. And come join the cast party at Dr. MC's self-care cabaret on Facebook and Instagram at drmcselfcare or on my website drmcselfcare.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and love me across all my social media platforms for the most up-to-date information on self-care. See you next time. Stay well and do good.